racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. All right, welcome back to another episode of the HRL Touch 'Em All podcast. I'm your host Stash, joined along with Sanchez this week. How you doing, Sanchez? Good. How are you, Stash? I'm doing pretty good. I feel like you should be doing a lot better than good, seeing of what happened this last week for you. Uh, uh, hitting home run number 600 career. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I can't say I didn't expect it against uh, the team I was going up against, specifically Franklin. Um, but uh, even when you're expecting it, it's pretty cool when it happens. I could imagine. I mean, I've barely hit 100 in my career, and I thought 100 was a good number and then i look at your number and i go i don't even know if i'll be able to touch that we'll see how long that takes me but congratulations on it thank you you got to remember there's a lot of longevity in that number there's uh, 19 seasons behind it now so it's it's not like i just did it overnight right right and so another player also this past week hit a milestone that was tubat hit his thousandth career um, hit. Um, so I want to congr- congratulate Tubat on that. Uh, big achievement. I think. What What did he say? There's that's the fourth person. Is that, that correct? That is the fourth person to join the 1,000 Hit Club. So Tubat joins myself, uh, Chops, Web Gem, and he comes in number four right now. Awesome. Yeah, those those are huge numbers, and. It's great. Again, shout out to D again for setting up the website for all these stats, making sure that it can track everything. Because without it, I mean, these would be nothing. We we might not even know where we would be at for home runs, hits, or anything. Oh, for sure. I definitely wouldn't know how good I am if we didn't have the website. And uh, I I actually think that several guys may have quit earlier in their careers if the the overall tallies hadn't been there for them to like try to reach another a milestone i I know it doesn't mean that much to some guys but i i have talked to other players that have been for around for a long time and it seems like that's something that has always kind of been in the back of their head like okay let's get to this number let's get to a such and such number and uh, then we can think about calling it a career yeah yeah and so kind of going off of that kind of with the question of the week that i had is what would be your walk-up song? Because everybody has some of that bats. Obviously, it's unlikely for an HRL to do that just because you'd be hearing it every single inning. But oh, yeah, it, it's would... not. It's not practical for a regular yeah. season HRL game. Um, we used to have walk-up songs and even home run derby songs um, during the All Star games back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Edgar. I think his brother-in-law was a DJ and he would come out and we would throw this like, I don't know, extension cord upon extension cord out there and he'd set up his DJ stuff and then he would make the announcements, the lineup, and then you'd have your song play. So you, you brought this song, this, uh, this question of the week up and I actually have some experience trying to pick out a walk-up song for myself. Okay. And what would you, yours be? So I had never used this in the past because I didn't know about them previously. But uh, I have one or t- I have two that I would use now. Um, uh, one is "Power," a song by The Temptations, specifically the Sound Tree remix. Um, and then the the second one would be a song called "Phenomena" by uh, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Yeah, I can honestly say that I've never heard of either one of those groups or. <laughs> Well, the well, Temptations is a is an older, much older uh, band. It was uh, yeah. like a, a four piece uh, boy band before those things were real, you know. So it's uh, 
back in like more of the Motown era and uh, the yeah, yeah, yeahs. They, they had a song um, called maps it was their big breakthrough hit. And Karen O is their front lady and she, uh, she's kind of crazy, but uh, it's uh, right up my alley with the indie rock. And um, yeah. So those would be my, one of my, those, one of those would be my two. How about yourself? Mine would be surface by arrow cord. So I can guarantee you that 99% of people have never heard this song before. Uh, I have not I, that I know right, of. And, what would you say? I have not heard of that song or that band. Okay, yeah. And I don't think it's even like a band. It, it's more of like a techno type song. It's really weird. Like I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it. But there's this one spot in the middle of the song where it's just all nice and soft and just has this huge build up to just a absolute drop of oh sure and i mean it it just gets me going every single time so that that would be mine i once stumbled upon uh it's the super nerd stuff here coming out right now but uh, i stumbled upon the soundtrack for an animated batman movie i think it was like the dark knight returns so it's like the second one of the series and they have uh, I think it's Christopher Drake is the artist who does the score. And it's this really epic crescendo in the middle. And uh, when Dutch hit his 100th home run, I think it was 100th, we ended up getting that crescendo right at the right time. So when he ran around the bases, he was really happy and it looked really cool like a movie. But uh, I'm sure the opposing team was super annoyed because <laughs> we were hooting and hollering like a bunch of idiots. But, you know, right. we were either the bees or the whalers at that time. So. We were okay. probably cut some slack. All right. That leads us perfectly into this next question I got for you then. The unwritten <laughs> rules about music at the rinks. Oh, yeah, I've got some of those. Yeah, so kind of give me your definition of your thoughts on music at the rinks. All right, I came up with five rules. Rule number one is that there should only be one music box playing per field. So, you know, we play in not one rink, but two fields. So each field could have their own music box. Rule number two, they shouldn't be those 360-degree sound projectors. Like, they should just project one direction and be aimed at the field you're playing on. Uh, Rule number three would be that talk to the opposing team before the series starts to come up with terms about music. Um, specifically if both teams brought uh, a music machine. So our default rule is that we always, as the Braves, I go up to the other captain or music person and say, hey, if you guys want to split it, how about you get the home team gets the music? And that usually works out fine. Or one or the other, if, if you like their music or they like your music, you just go with it and that's fine. Uh, rule number four would be don't make it too vulgar with like, swearing and racist talk because as we know there's kids around we play next to playgrounds too and such and then lastly rule number five is don't play it so loud that you can't hear each other from like the field to the bench it should just be background music wiffles is still the point right those are sanchez's uh rules of the music unwritten uh but i did write them down so now they're written maybe we can get them on the website (laughs) that's gonna be a tough one to sell (laughs) <laughs> well, I know I know D pretty well. He can squeeze it in somewhere. Maybe somewhere on the front page. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree with you to some extent. Um, obviously, rule number one, I do agree with that. I don't agree that two speaker boxes should be going at the same time on the same field. Um, making it more directional towards your field also makes sense. Um, not having it blast towards both of them. And then the other ones I'm kind of shaky on just because usually what happens is if another team does have music, I usually allow them to play it just because I know my speaker usually doesn't last that long. Mm-hmm. But if I do get tired of their music after a while, I'll just turn mine on. I won't even ask. I'll just be like, yep, my turn. <laughs> so um, so a little passive aggressive there. Oh, completely Minnesotan of me, yeah. Um, I... I have just run into situations where there's been like everyone has a music box, all four teams, and they're trying to all play them. And then someone has like a personal 
speaker that they're like carrying around with them. And I'm like, you know, I, I probably focus on the music for the fields more than I should, like probably in the top 5% of the league. But at the same time, I would rather turn mine off just so we don't have just like this explosion of noise that's distracting for what we're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously I listen to whatever music I want to. Um, I ask my teammates, Hey, what are we feeling? Are we feeling rock? Are we feeling our rubber duck playlist? Are we feeling what what type are we feeling? And then they kind of give me a rundown of what they like, and then I'll just play that playlist. Um, So it all depends. um, But, now, do you, I, I, for your I, team, do you, do you put together all the music for your team? Or is there like a communal, uh, a shared spot for you guys to throw playlists together? Nope, no shared spots. So I know a lot of my team kind of listens to the same stuff. Um, so I just have a couple playlists of different types of genres. And mm-hmm. then just kind of go off of whatever we're feeling that day. All right. Yeah, I rule with an iron fist for the Braves playlist. It's uh, what I want to listen to, what I put on the, the the playlist, and that's kind of how it goes. If they want to give me feedback, they're welcome to. I don't know if I'll take it or not, though. Okay. But let's get on to the recaps, because I feel like we have a lot to catch up with. We um, do. We got to go all the way back to May 12th. Catch up on these ones, so... I'll read I just the- thought, did we get the game of the week with the Rubber Ducks and the Twins from the ninth? Oh, I forgot about that. Well, um, there you go. I, I, game I, of the week, May 9th. Right, rubber yeah. Ducks sweep the Twins. <laughs> Our own stash wins game Please. two against Kmart. Yeah, yeah and uh, they were not... Uh, it wasn't an easy sweep, that's for oh sure. Oh my goodness. 17-5 to five in game one? 17-15. to 15. 15, sorry, 17, 15. What did <laughs> yeah. you guys do? Uh, the wind was blowing straight out, and pitchers were struggling to hit the board, so the way to hit the board was to almost lollipop it in. So um, that's what happened. Everybody could hit. Well, I will say and this. Then... I like to see these ratios. Uh, meat hammer pitching, nine walks, nine strikeouts. Old Yeller at least kept it to one walk and eight strikeouts. So Yeah. All right. And then uh, game two, the wind died down, and it was the five-three final. Uh, Kmart versus me. Kmart. Kmart's arm looks like it's good this year. He was humming it in there, and it was, it was very direct. It, it was a, it was a good speed, good movement on it. So, um, if he, I wonder if he can keep it up. I wonder. So, well, Kmart, you have to remember, as someone who does look at a lot of the overall career stats, Kmart's chasing himself for the loss column up against right. his win column. He's now 124 and 122. So he's probably trying to keep away from 500, if at all possible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Rubber Ducks take that or sweep that series. And then moving on to Thursday the 12th, uh, we had Grasshoppers versus Millers, where the Grasshoppers swept. Uh, Rumble Ponies versus Blue Sox. Rumble Ponies took that one. Mets and Chihuahuas got rained out because Harley was completely flooded. Aces swept the Blue Wahoos, and then the Americans and Mariners split. And I was actually at those games. Well, Gabe won, I should say. And they were very electric. Um, in game one, Mariners walked it off against Thunderson in the bottom of the seventh with a squirrel home run. And squirrel also got the winning pitcher for there. And then the Americans come back and win game two, three to one. And I do like this series just because of the fact that they do play for a trophy. And it's called oh, the nice. Wells Trophy. And so... I think each year they try to play at least five games or whatever, or three games to make sure that you have that odd number of games to see who can take the series. I think more of the HRL should do stuff like this, where you're competing for a trophy, and you just kind of find that team that you constantly have good battles with, and just do that kind of like back with the birdbath with the Cardinals and Blue Jays. For sure. Uh, There were several of them at one point in time. I think... uh... The Brewers and the Twins had the battle for the keg, 
And there was a keg down in our basement with a bunch of painting of scores and records on it from when Kmart and I lived together. Um, one problem we're going to find with that is all these guys changing teams every year and creating new teams. So your aces, your, your grasshoppers, your, your such and such. If we keep changing team names, we're not going to be able to have traveling trophies year after year. I did have an idea for the Fridley teams. Okay. Because um, we got a whole bunch of them in there. Um, I always thought that only, well, only the Fridley people will understand this, but the battle for Scott. Um, and so if your team com- is made up of over 50% Fridley people, you can compete for this trophy. And whoever has the best overall record against Fridley teams gets the trophy for the, for the end of the year. I like it. I do. You're right. I do not know what the battle for Scott means. So I assume Fridley folks will, like as you said. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a good rule. We could come up with something for my my level of if you have a an, an original 2004 guy on your team, maybe that could be a an original trophy right. or something. I right, we don't have exactly. a Scott that I know of, but um, <laughs> we could do something. We could think of something. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. We got another podcast idea. Send your send your uh, team rivalry trophy ideas our way. All right, and then over in Egan that that same day we had vibes and vibes and trash pandas rescheduled because of rain. Carnelian, Carnelian. Wow, I can't talk today. Carnelian was also, was, was also a soggy bitch. Right, exactly. Very very wet. Uh, the um, Braves. Braves were supposed to play that day as well against the Rough Riders, and we got yep. rained out. Yep. And then uh, Yankees and Hops played while the Yankees swept. I think we touched on that in our last podcast with the Hot Ones. I don't know if you remember. You were just, I was, was blazing at that point. I was focused on not dying at that point, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, ready to go again. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the Marlins swept the Bears as well. Yeah, Marlins um, sticking around, continuing to win games. Find it in uh, interesting ways as well. All right. I guess the one thing I was going to say about that wasn't there. Uh, Newbie Pablo for the Marlins came out big time for them. Uh, Schnugans, we were at the field with them and he mentioned they hoped they were he was just hoping they had a warm body to uh so they didn't have to forfeit or reschedule and then it turns out what did he do he came out hacking let's see he went eight for 17 at the plate uh including four home runs in game two so uh i think they've definitely got a little bit more than just a warm body there right now the next week he pitched a little he pitched an inning and i think he hit a couple more home runs if memory serves but yeah, did I hear correctly that they don't even know him that well? Is that correct? I I didn't catch the connection. Um, I wanna. My guess is that he was he's like someone in the neighborhood. He he yeah. they know him that way. Um, but I don't know for sure. So we'll have to I'll have to touch base with Neuter Schnugans and get the lowdown on on Pablo. All right, and let's go on to May 16th. This was an all-Egan thing, so this was going to be only the game of the week against the Vibes and Baby Cakes, but you guys rescheduled as well because of your rainout on Thursday. Yep. And you guys took on the Rough Riders and swept them while... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, game one um, was a quite a bit of more of a pitching matchup with um, Mioff, as the first time we had seen him and then uh, handy Matt. But uh, once the rough riders tied it up at eight, eight in the bottom of the fifth handy Matt pulled himself and brought Scrabble in. And <laughs> I think he, he walked the first three batters, but then struck out the next three to get out of it and uh, ended up with the win as we, we uh, scored three in the top of the six to take that one. Right. But uh, yeah. And uh, game two was uh, high scoring. It was a gentleman's affair with the wind blowing out. Uh, Dobbs versus Jaeger. Um, so I guess we were saving our good arms for another time. 
but uh, many home runs were hit. Um, tempers, you know, tempers get going every now and then in those those games where those types of pitches are coming in because, uh, you know, you get a lead and then suddenly a few more are grooved in a little harder, you know. But, uh, yeah, Braves ended up winning. I think it was actually a walk-off by Handy Matt in the bottom of the six, so. Yeah, and then over on Field 1 at Sky Hill, we had the game of the week of the Vibes and the Baby Cakes, and the Vibes swept them. Uh, Baby Cakes were without Seuss, so that could have played a factor in there. But Pelp pitched game one and actually did really well. Um, I've actually never seen Pelp pitch before, and he kept that Vibes lineup to only three, three runs. Yeah, Pelp's a hell of a pitcher and has been for many years. Uh, so imagine what he could have done in some of the ages of even my age throwing. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the big story out of this series is the fact that Zach couldn't make it uh, due to some family circumstances. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the game one for sure, the baby cakes held their own. Game two, Vibes seemed to take it. It, it was pretty close until the fifth ending where the Vibes put up five. Ended yeah. up taking it seven to one. Right, and I th- think if I remember correctly, um, Hove started getting hit around quite a bit in that inning compared to the other ones. So, um, I, well, no, actually, it was getting hit around, and then uh, just some fielding mistakes by their rookie um, a couple runs to come through. Then, All right. On May 19th, we had a huge slate of games. I think everybody was in action besides a few teams. Yeah, no rainouts this that week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, over in Hopkins, we had the Grasshoppers sweep the Chihuahuas. So that was a battle of two um, undefeateds. And the Chihuahuas came up short on that end. Grasshoppers stayed undefeated. Uh, Blue Wahoos and the Blue Sox split. The Blue Wahoos getting their first ever HRL win. Now, I don't know if they have a a name for that matchup, but I'm going to dub that one the Battle of the Blue Balls. Yep, I I did see that one as well. So I I think that should should be one as well. I think they've got a traveling trophy right there in the making. (laughs) Exactly. We'll get our best men on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I think the Blue Wahoos got their first win before the Chihuahuas did, so... Um, not a knock on the Chihuahuas, not a knock on the Blue Wahoos, but um, just because everybody was comparing the two teams beforehand, um, I don't think it was too much earlier than the other than the Chihuahuas, but it was. Um, yeah, there definitely seems to be a learning curve for younger new teams that come into the league, uh, even if they've right. played wiffle ball before. I think it's just a different style than, you know, a lot of your charity tournaments or what have you, or even backyard style with base runners and that whole deal. And I don't know if there's, maybe they're a little intimidated when they come in just because of the scope of things where you have maybe, you know, 50 guys at a rink at some times, but yeah. And then I I know uh, just this last Monday, Kurt, Caveman Kershaw was uh, talking about his first games last year when he was playing on the Mets, subbed for the Mets. Um, oh, that's right. He, he uh, hit a home run, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Uh, and so they made a team and whatnot. They come in here, and he's hitting, like, below the Mendoza line. It's just, <laughs> like, wasn't actually sure on how the league was ran or whatever it was. But, yeah, he's he's struggling this year compared to what the that was going to um, Then moving on, we had the Aces sweep the Twins. Also, not that bad of games either. Twins did not get sweat or get blown out by any in this series. Um, no, I, you think you would have maybe guessed maybe uh, one of those games would have ended up in a mercy, but uh, it seems like Meat Hammer and Cameron are holding their own for the most part on the mound. Exactly. Just uh, not able to outscore the opponents. Yeah. Uh, Rumble Ponies swept the Millers. Uh, Millers had uh, eaten both games, actually. Just blew it, whether or not that was in the first inning. point, But uh, they did have a lead at one point in both of them. Um, Nets swept the Americans. 
And then the Mariners swept the Rubber Ducks. Uh, both the games there went into extra innings, Ooh. where the Mariners were able to uh, scratch scratch across a couple of runs. Wow. Yeah, it's but, yeah. probably a little tender to you still. I mean, it's, that's close to the heart there. <laughs> a I was little gonna, heart. I was looking at the standings. You mentioned the Mets sweeping the Americans, and that's that's not overly surprising. Uh, I would expect the Met, the Americans, to give them a run in at least one, if not both, those games. Uh, I'll have to do some research here. I saw in the standings that the Americans are in last place in that division, which I think we mentioned that's probably the toughest division. But uh, um, I, I don't know if the toughest is the correct word. The most competitive. Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's say that. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'm wondering, I need to look at their schedule to see if they've just gotten uh, a tough draw at the beginning of the season. So we may have to, in a couple of weeks, do like, uh, you know, rising and falling stock podcast where we make some predictions of people moving up the standings here. But uh, definitely do that. Yeah. I know that they've already faced us before. Um, so that that's two games right there, then two games against the Mets. So. That's four of their losses right now. Well, I'm I'm guessing they'll write the ship at some point. Oh yeah, I mean they they've never been a below 500 team, so I, I expect them to start figuring it out. All right, I can take the Egan ones here from the 19th over yeah. at Carnelian Park. We have the Rough Riders sweep the Bears. Um, game one, Hater versus Truck. That one was a little closer than Game two, where uh, the Rough Riders put a hurting on them in five. Then sharing the field there, the Yankees swept the Trash Pandas. Um, the first game, wow, 23-0. to zero. So uh, Toons has kind of got it handed to him there. Um, yeah, that's how it goes when you're facing the Yankees sometimes. Down at Sky Hill, the Braves and the Lugnuts. Uh, Braves, we ended up sweeping them. I don't know if that's a surprise. And then sharing the field with us was the Vibes and the Marlins, and the Vibes continue their winning ways, taking two from the fish. Oh, I guess side note here, if anyone hadn't heard yet, Franklin um, challenged me to uh, a one-on-one side bet in the game that he was pitching. So the bet was, if I hit three home runs or more, he owes me um, pre-game drinks. Uh, like in the next week or so, next whatever. And but if I hit two, it was a wash. And if I hit one or less, then I had to buy him his pregame drinks. Right. And I ended up hitting two. Uh, the second being my 600th career home run. I, honest to God, thought I had the third one um, in my final at bat of the game. I smashed the ball. I did a bat flip, and apparently it died at the at the at the wall and bounced off the top of the wall and came back into play uh the braves the bases were loaded too so that would have been pretty sweet but um the the runners all had an agreement we were just going to keep going and i was going to run non-stop if it didn't go out and try to do an inside the park home run and see if i could win the bet that way uh but that didn't end up working out two runs scored franklin missed me on a tag and i came around to score but that's only after chops was tagged so uh, it was ruled as a double. Gotcha. So, no third home run. No one gets drinks. No fun. In- instant karma with the bat flip, thinking it was off the bat like that. Like, I didn't think it was close. Like I, it, The wind was blowing in, for sure. But I, I had hit another ball earlier in the night that I thought had no chance and went out. So when I crushed this one, I thought for sure, no doubter. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I spit in God's eye and he blinked on that one. So... <laughs> Uh, and let's move on to uh, the 22nd. So we are now starting up our Shakopee Bowl games as well. So we have our Monday night game of the weeks along with Sunday night Shakopee Bowl games. So HRL, I feel, is kind of moving in the right direction with getting these specialty games going. Yeah, and, it's a lot of fun. It's a, right. Shakopee's a long drive for some of us, but it's still fun to have that option out there. Right, exactly. And there, the Blue Sox took two of three against the Twins. And in that game, uh, as we mentioned, Tubat did get his thousandth career hit, and that was actually in game three. So I'm not sure if they decided 
play game three beforehand, or if too bad was so close to Nancy that he just wanted to get it over with? I'm pretty sure it was beforehand. Uh, I saw Kmart tweet out the uh, their um, lineup for the night, and he had all three games mapped out. So I'm guessing they had a, an agreement beforehand to do a three three for. Yeah. And right. if not, good for Tubet to talk them into it. <laughs> yeah. And then on to Monday, uh, over in Hopkins, we had the game of the week of the Grasshoppers versus the Blue Wahoos. Uh, Grasshoppers swept swept there. Game one was 10 nothing Nightmare throwing a one-hitter. And then in game two, it was 8-4 to four with the Blue Wahoos actually giving them a little bit of trouble um, later on in the game, but just couldn't scratch across runs when they had runners in scoring position. I think in that game, there was like three or four double plays uh, that the Grasshoppers pulled off against the Wahoos. Yeah, I was able to catch some of the feed for game two. Um I, someone with smallpox, what, what is he doing throwing all these full-count knuckleballs? Is that his outpitch? Well, um, I just uh, never knew about him, or was he uh, throwing the Blue Wahoos a, a, a lifeline there? So what was happening was they're, they're not knuckleballs. Uh, they were just lob pitches that he was just trying to like put onto the board so that they he didn't walk anybody because he said he didn't want to walk. And so because he was missing just by a little bit, the Blue Wahoos just weren't swinging. Ah, uh, sure. New team. Love to walk. Yeah, yeah. Looks like they took five of them that game. So, um, bad job, smallpox. <laughs> I'm sure I lead the league in pitching walks. It's, it's obscene. So, I can talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Dr. K and Torpedo have me beat. Yeah. There you go. So, heads up, Brian. I'm coming for you. I don't pitch anymore. That's that's fine. Well, you got the young gun now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, a couple games must have been some re reschedules, maybe. In Egan, Carnelian Park had the Trash Pandas and the Lugnuts facing off, and the Bears and the Yankees. Um, Yankees and Bears split. Lugnuts and Trash Pandas split. So the oddball thing here that happened was three defeated teams all ended up getting their first win of the season in the Bears, Lugnuts, and Trash Pandas all in the same night at the same rink. So congratulations to those three teams. Uh, I guess winning pitcher Franklin, congrats. I think he also hit a home run. He's been very happy about that. Uh, it looks like Reroute got his first career win for the Trash Pandas. And then Truck, no surprise there. He still can... He can chuck it when he needs to. Took down the Yankees in game two of their matchup. Yeah. And with all that said and done, everybody can pop champagne because there is, again, no winless teams. Ever since I've been in the league, I don't think there's ever been a winless team. So everybody can congratulate themselves, pat themselves on the back. There you go. That's that's something. I would think that there would have been a winless team in all that time. Yep. And I was actually chatting with uh, Franklin today, and he did want to go out and say that he wants to thank his defense for um, the win that he got on the mound, because without them, that wouldn't have been possible. So, uh... That almost sounds like humility. (laughs) It doesn't seem like Franklin. Oh, oh, that's right. He said that uh, that was Matt speaking, not not Franklin. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Looks like Bloom and Ars got two home runs that game. Hoover also hit one. Yeah. Well, good for them. That's good. I Found still have a problem up. with some of some of the Lugnuts nicknames. I think Bloom and Ars should be Amish Dave, but uh, apparently it's not changing. So I just have to deal with that. And then with the games of the weeks, uh, let's talk about that with our bet that we have going on. Um, you're sitting at five and one, while I am sitting at four and two. Um, the big difference was the vibes and baby cakes game, where I said the baby cakes would sweep, and you said they that they would split, and so that's where the difference is coming in there. 
Oh, see, you took you took the chance there, and I took I, the safe I did. bet. I yeah. couldn't remember when I saw that if I had taken the chance with the vibe sweep, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. Right, and again, unfortunate that Seuss was out because I mean, at that point, we might be tied at the. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. could be, but but yeah, and then we got. Oh, we're we're off next week for the game of the week, so we won't have anything done there. Sure, so, Memorial Day for all right. who, uh, you know. Exactly. So let's go back to the milestones. I, I've we we kind of had a plan for this one of what we wanted to talk about, but because of what happened within the past week or two, um, I think this fits in very well with what happened with you hitting your 600th home home run and Tubac in his 1,000th career hit. Um, It's just kind of of going through some milestones within the league. Who's close to hitting them? Uh, Just to kind of recognize them. Because I know you also wanted to mention on podcasts when people do hit milestones um, to just shout them out. So I figure let's kind of get ahead of it. If people want to tell us when something happens like that, we can shout them out on our podcast. Yeah, because it's not always easy for us to catch them. I mean, it, it, as much as it would be great to be able to dive into everyone's uh, games and check out who got what hit, what day, and what time, so that we could pinpoint when you got your milestone, it's just not feasible. Um, but we'll keep an eye on what we can here and try to recognize you when we catch them. Right. And so with that, let's start off with hits. Uh, we have three people here close to getting a 1,000. Uh, do you think that they will get it this season? Or do you think that we'll, they're going to have to wait one more season to get it? So we got Hader at 969, Kmart at 942, Rocket at 934. I think Hater will get it this year. Um, and then I think it's kind of a 50-50 toss-up for the other two. I would almost lean no. Um, yeah. And that's just gut feel here. Knowing right. that like, Hater has gotten 70 to 80 hits in a season multiple times. Now he's had some down years here and there, but it seems like this year, I mean, he's hitting 407 right now. Um, seems like he's, he's doing pretty well, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's still a ways for Kmart to go after what, 10, eight or 10 games at this point. Same for rocket rocket. It's not that he can't do it. Um, in one year, it's more that his team roster is so big. So these type of, you know, counting stats, especially like hits really, really seem to add up when you're playing on a, a four-man team night after night. So, Right, and I mean, it looks like he averages right around 55 hits a year. So, I mean, he's he's definitely within the realm of possibility of making it happen. Um, just whether or not, like you said, they show up with that big team week in and week out. Yeah, and it you know, and maybe that's the on the on the opposite side of it. Maybe that's the benefit for Kmart because it does look like the Twins are rolling three man, four man teams quite a bit. Right. Um, I just you know, the older you get, and you friendly guys will figure this out sooner or later. The older you get, the harder it is to roll with a four man team. Oh, trust um, me, I, I already know that one. Like I, I my, my body's already telling me that it hurts after a week, and it's like why. I, you know, I feel so young. <laughs> it's not even always the uh, it's not always the uh, the age and the how it feels. It's more like, hey, both my kids have a track meet and a softball game on Thursdays, or swim lessons are on Mondays, or you know, my wife is sick, my kid is sick, or you know, someone has an emergency dentist. All sorts of stuff comes up when you add more people to the mix. So, you know, even if this is your one night of the week that you do stuff, you know, you, you can only count yourself like 90% for sure going to be there. And that might even be generous, but. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to vote down my boys, Kmart and uh, rocket for that one. 
I don't want to, yeah. but I, I don't think they're going to get it quite this year. I think the uh, thousand hit club will stay. Will be at five by the end of the year, and Hager will do it towards the end of the season. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's move on to home runs. We got Hader again at three seventy four. We have Dobbs at two ninety nine. We have Too Bad at two ninety. Grizz at two eighty eight. Torpedo at two eighty five. Truck at uh-huh. one ninety two. Rocket at 190. Mista at 188. Are you talking home runs? Yeah. I think you got to re-filter here. Go look at the all-time totals on home runs. Really? Rocket has 235. Looks like Torpedo has 288. Two bats at 290. Grizz, 288. I I wonder if I did this before... um, Stats got put in. Could be. Rocket didn't hit like 40 bombs in the last week, though, I'm pretty sure. That'd be a record. I'm talking Rocky. Oh, Rocky. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) That makes a difference. Yeah. a whole different guy. He is at 190. Okay. Uh, Mista at 188. Cobra Kai at 97. Yager at 96, D at 95, and Dr. Dipshit at 92. <laughs> well, I don't think D's going to get it this year. You never know. Maybe if he can do something for a game or two and reach that 100 mark, you never know. You do know. Yeah, you know, you know, that's true. I think there are some layups in there. I mean, like Yager oh, at yeah. 96, he'll get 100. Uh, even, you know, too bad. He's going to get his 300 this year. Yeah. Dobbs is whatever game he plays next will probably be his 300th. Uh, I think he's right. out this week. For all you fantasy players, don't throw Dobbs in against the uh, Trash Pandas this week. But yeah, like Grizz, that seems like a no-brainer as well. Uh, I see sure I, I think but... most of these people on here... Some but... of them, though, like outside chance, Shurls at 273... You know, he's he's not a full time player, right? So that that's right around maybe his his year annual average. So, right. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if Hater will get his 26 home runs. I I feel like that's quite a bit. Um, but you never know. Depending on if he gets more of those gentleman games that you guys played, I didn't even see how many he hit, he hit that game. So. I think you. he got four that game. Okay. So he's well, had, he's at 11 home runs now in eight games. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see his schedule coming up. He's got the hops, rubber duck, blue wahoo, trash pandas, Mariners, Millers. So, hey, you know what? It. There. I'm going to go. I'm going to give Hater. I think he gets it this year. I'm going to say he... Uh, he rallies. That's going to be his rally call this year. Is he wants to get that number. He would love to join the 400 home run club. Yeah. That way he, uh, he and Chops can have some happy hours together or something. Yeah. And then let's move over to uh, the pitching stats. Uh, some really high numbers here. Uh, for strikeouts, we got Rocket at 280. Wow, 982. Thunderson at 974. Sanchez, you at 965. And then I don't think this is going to be possible, but Mippy at 900 right now. Mippy would have to go on a hell of a tear. Like I, I feel like he would have to make that a specific goal for the year. And just focus on that, and maybe if he did that, he could do it. But uh, well, well, that's the other thing is that I I did look this up for him beforehand. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> you got to think that there's already three pitchers on that staff, so he would have to pitch every other game. His best year for strikeouts in a year was one fifty five. He's broken a yeah. hundred four times, but that was a while ago. That, Right, and that was all playing or pitching every single day, 
every single week. He, so he did get ninety last year with that stat, same staff. You know, right? I, you know, we talked with JC that one week, and it feel really feels like uh, the JC and Mippy show for the regular season, and then Taco. Once it gets down to the nitty gritty, he wants to come in and establish dominance. Right. So uh, and maybe maybe that's not quite a even keel three man rotation. Uh, yeah, true. And if Taco does show up, I, I know Taco has his weeks where he can't show up. So maybe we do see more Mippy than uh, last year. So so far this year, sixteen innings pitched, twenty one strikeouts. I, I think so he the, is. He's got a hundred to go right now. Hundred more from yeah. this point. So right. And uh, I, I think the other interesting one is you. Are you going to be able to have 34 or 35 more strikeouts to reach 1,000? 35. <laughs> we're talking about a guy here right before me that needs 100, and we're saying, like, yeah, there's a real chance he could do it. <laughs> he just needs to pitch it a little bit more often. Whereas, like, I've thrown 10 innings this year, and I have five strikeouts. So that rate isn't real awesome it, for anyone who's doing math at home. Um, uh, I don't see it happening. I'll be honest with everyone. Like, I, I don't know if people thought I was kidding around with this idea that I don't want to pitch anymore, but it's really pick and choose my battles here. Um, unless, you know, Scrabble and Handy Matt can't make it in the same time the man and Shandy can't make it. I, I obviously will pitch when we need it, but, um, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to get 35. Right. Uh, that's why I kind of asked it because I knew that you didn't want to pitch all that much, especially with have handsome Matt and Scrabble on your team as locking down like your two main starters. Oh, for sure. Never, they need the to other... eat all our innings possible. Like, right. So put it in perspective, last year I pitched 15 games, 67 innings, and I struck out 48. Um, right. Yeah, so it's just it's not there anymore. Maybe if I did more physical therapy and lifting, it would be. But forty-year-old um, Sanchez just wants to hit home runs. For being honest, yeah. And then going off of the pitching as well, going over to the wins side, uh, we have three people within the hundred wins mark: Box at ninety-nine, Nightmare at ninety, and JC at eighty-nine. I'm curious if anybody will pick up box for a weekend or a week and oh, he gets I, his 100th win I think if he comes back it's for sure with the Marlins um, I could see him making a surprise appearance for that 100th win I'm, I'm going to put that like the 80th percentile chance happening so I'm, I'm actually going to I'm going to bet on that one happening okay. uh, we're in another situation with nightmare of you know Innings availability because I know Grizz wants his innings. I, you, you know him better than I do. Does Smallpox care? Does he want his innings? Is it a two-man no. rotation? Is it a three? It's definitely a two-man rotation. Unless somebody can't be there, then Smallpox will take the mound for them. So, um, whenever Nightmare can be there, he's going to be pitching. All right. Does how does he have five wins this year already? In 24 played, innings pitched. They've played 12 games already. Holy cow. Did he come yeah. in relief in one of them? I have to. Don't think so. 24 divided by 6 is 4. Zero complete games, though. So, all right, maybe they're doing some sort of, well, mercy oh, well, rules, no, too. I, There's I, that. Yeah, mercies, I bet. Yeah. Otherwise, we maybe just found a flaw in their, their scoring system. I, I know that I've had to uh, correct the grasshoppers <laughs> one time when I looked at the stats. So um, uh, I see maybe two or three or four here. Well, we may have to dive into that. Um, I think ten more wins is a pretty tall order, even for the grasshoppers. Um, I guess I I think well, yeah, I'm gonna go JC. I don't think JC many, gets it. I, there's just not enough time left, right? How many games have oh. they won this year? Uh, they or played this year. I think they're eight and zero, or eight. Sorry, six and two, six and two, five and two. 
They played seven so far, which is odd. Right. Well, the 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 Blue Wahoos game is in the rain delay right now. Oh, I think okay. they were winning. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that seems like it's going to be a win. No offense to the Blue Yahoos. I don't know you anyway. We'll meet someday. Uh, JC is too. Yeah, I don't think he's getting there yet. So I don't know that we're going to have any big wins milestones. Who do we have in the 100 win club? I think these names really, some of them speak to dominance and some of them speak to just, you've been around for a long ass time. Right. So for anyone who doesn't know and doesn't look on our website, Dr. Seuss rolls in at uh, 132 wins. Kmart currently has the number two spot at 124. I'd really appreciate if people could keep him from winning as I have 123 wins. Webgem at 119. Palpatine, 104. The Man, 103. He's been sitting around that number for a long time. Mippy, 102. Rocket, 102. Box, 99. Nightmare, 91. Cheryl's, 90. I noticed you didn't list him, but uh, he, he's not around enough, I think, to get those 10 this year. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's also another prestigious club. Uh, kind of compares to home runs as well. So, um, obviously, looking at the games pitched. Yeah, that's a big one. Or I guess you could probably, well, I guess you can. I was going to say you could probably go off a game started and take a look at the wins that way, but that always doesn't add up that way. Um, but, yeah, the one with the smallest record that's up there is Mippy with 119 games started. 102 games won. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good ratio. Yeah, yeah. That's even better than our commish Huck Finn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you start adding the losses in there. If you if you take the top 10, there are two guys on that list, I think, that are also in the top 10 of losses, and that would be myself and uh, Kmart as well. Uh, so it's definitely games pitched where he and I both have pitched over 220 games. So that's longevity there. Um, now here's a question for you. Self-serving. Is it, is it maybe more impressive that I got to 123 wins with an ERA of 6.34 than Mippy getting to 102 wins with an ERA of 1.94? going to go with yours i mean that's a I mean, team that's a team stat at that point <laughs> that's right about the braves for all those years right exactly because i mean Mippy's always been surrounding himself with great players so i mean oh, he yeah can, he can pitch and have that era and not even bat an eye and worry about losing but i mean with your era <laughs> are you really going to get that win tonight <laughs> Well, there's a reason why I had to hit all those home runs. Right, <laughs> we, exactly. We needed the runs when I was pitching. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, and with that... Oh, this is funny. I've, I've, I've got the, um, the episode outline up here, and the guys must be tweeting about uh, the Twins game. Okay. So it keeps, the notification keeps coming up, and I thought they were actually asking us questions at some point. <laughs> I'm like, are we doing a live one here? Are they are they allowed to listen in? Yeah, because I saw but, smallpox. Just he, he had something about who finishes higher in rookie of the year, and then two names, and I just assumed they were like blue wahoo names, but they're not. They're actually talking about the twins. Okay, so we'll save uh, the uh, the live podcast for another time. Hold your questions I, till I, then. I, I've been told maybe do it out at uh, All Star Night, so we'll see if we want to do a live one there. Oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. I I got nothing else. Do you have anything to shout out? Um, no, not really. Just uh, we got a lot of games coming up next Thursday. Is another stacked date. I'm hoping we get them in. Um, I guess the only thing I was going to talk about again, I guess, was um. When do we need to start getting concerned about Carnelian and uh, Harley as viable alternate park sites? As uh, they seem to be holding water. Well, Harley has always held water. If anyone's ever been there, it is literally at the bottom of a valley, like 
built down into a hole. Yeah. And Carnelian, I didn't realize it, so maybe it's not a huge deal, but this year it has not drained very well. So I, I'm just curious if down the line at some point, if this ends up being an, a wet year, if we need to start looking at some alternate sites in Egan and Hopkins or even at a third location. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, uh, good thing I'm not a part of the league brass to decide. So I know that there's <laughs> been talks with, uh, potentially moving a field over to, Tonka, since I think Minnetonka and Hopkins kind of share the same park board. Sure. Yeah, uh, yep, there, might, there might be something over there that we can use for like a temporary thing uh, for the Hopkins side, but I'm not sure uh, what Egan's going to do since I don't know if there's any other rinks available in Egan. I don't know if there's any in Egan. I know there used to be some in St. Paul. Um, but uh, there's there's one in what is it uh, Rosemont is that the one near Bloomington? The, I wouldn't tell you. I'm not a South Sider. Obviously not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's take a look here. We got the Google Maps. It's, people can see how how it's done, how we do things here. Um, yeah, so while actually, you're, <laughs> we'll while go you're, for it. While you're looking, obviously, uh, I'm just going to home run check you. Richfield. Richfield is where it's at. There is a a a uh, uh, a rink down in Richfield that Chops and I would do uh, batting practice every now over by Taft Park. That was pretty nice. So we, we thought maybe that could be a uh, a third location someday, and that's in the middle of Hopkins and Egan. So. Yeah. Home run check, yes. Right, and then I think the other thing that you wanted to do was, uh, are you drinking a beer right now? I'm not or... drinking a beer. I actually had um, a vodka gimlet while we were recording tonight's podcast, which for okay. those who don't know, a gimlet is either vodka or gin um, with sweetened lime juice. I also like to throw um, a couple green olives in mine to basically make it a uh, a dirty lime vodka martini, but there's more of it. So, All how right. about yourself? What were you drinking tonight? I am drinking. Let me pull it out so I get the name right. Strawberry shortcake fandango. Uh, it's a kettle sour from Toppling Goliath. You really do love sours. I do. You're all about uh, them. That's awesome. Well, this one was actually gifted to me by Two Bat. So okay. uh, shout out Two Bat for giving me this. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's a lot better than the strawberry shortcake one that I had from uh, one up north, that uh, a brewery that I visited. So huh? I for this one. All right. Well, I'll see if I can't wrestle up a sour for uh, the next podcast. <laughs> we're gonna be twinsies yeah and then uh one last shout out goes to john with his Ep- our epstein with his uh als tournament if you still haven't signed up your team i think you have until tomorrow to sign up tomorrow or next week i can't remember which one it is but uh sign up yeah. reach out to him if you need a team uh, yeah, and more detail on that is it is going to be played on Saturday, June 4th. I believe teams are only $50 entry, unless there is a, unless that was an early fee. But um, yeah, like Stash says, it goes to ALS Research. It's it's a fun tournament. I played in it quite a few years ago. It's back. Uh, we don't have Wiffle for Wishes, so let's let's make this the new big thing, folks. Get a team, and let's have some fun. It's a lot of fun out there. So with that, let's hope for uh, great weather, good friendship, cold beer, and uh, great wiffles. Until next time. Thanks for listening.